when I was growing up, we would go to confession twice a year, whether we needed it or not, Advent and Lent. And in fact, I don't know if I knew that you could even go to confession outside of Advent and Lent. That's all I knew. Advent and Lent, that's what you did. Um, And maybe that's similar to your experience of growing up, going to confession. But there might be some of you who are a little bit older who remember a time when you went weekly. And you went weekly with your whole family and there was a line when you went. And you hear stories of old, old priests who say, yeah, back in, the, back in the 50s, I mean, you'd hear confessions all day on Saturday, an hour before Mass, and no, 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 all day on Saturday because people want to go to communion on Sunday, and so you go to confession on Saturday. Uh, you see, in the, in the 50s, there was a slow decline, and then the 60s happened, and then by the 70s, we'd like, completely fallen off the, the cliff, and almost nobody goes to confession anymore. In fact, the statistics that came out even just seven years ago or so said that less than 50% of practicing Catholics go to confession at least once a year, which is the bare minimum required, right? That's, that's the people in the pews, not the people who, yeah, I grew up Catholic and I still call myself Catholic. It's the people in the pews go less, 50, less than 50% go even once a year. So it's like, what happened? Now, I don't know if there's some sociological, historical phenomenon that we can look to to figure it out, but I think minimally we can probably say that people just didn't see the point. Like, what's the point of confession? I think, I think there's a tendency to see it in kind of a, a legalistic sort of way, like, well, I, you know, I broke the law and I have to go apologize for the law. Or to see it in kind of like, uh, you know, like taking out the trash. Like, yeah, I take out the trash so that I can fill up more trash. It doesn't like change the way that I eat or throw stuff away. Or, you know, the same thing we can say when we, we you know, making our bed, make your bed. Why? I'm just going to lie back in it tonight and it's going to get all messy again and nobody's going to see it in the meantime. Why do I have to make my bed? Why do I have to go to confession? I'm just going to do the same stuff again. I think this, is, this really misses the whole essence of what the sacrament is all about. So what's the sacrament all about? Well, the catechism of Trent... It's quoted again in the the catechism, the modern catechism. The catechism of Trent said, the whole power of the sacrament of penance consists in restoring us to God's grace and joining us with him in an intimate friendship. The essence of the sacrament of confession is friendship. Well, that changes everything. If the sacrament is about friendship, then it's no wonder that the people who seem to need confession least go most frequently. And the people who seem to need it a lot don't seem to go very often at all because it's about friendship. We're always surprised when we read stories about the saints like John Paul and he would go to confession every week. What does he have to confess? 
Well, when you're close with someone, you can think of lots of things. You see the little ways in which you've offended them. And you're not going to settle for just, yeah, we're content to be in the same room together. We want an intimate friendship. The people we're closest with, we should expect to apologize to more, just on the natural level, right? The people you live with are the people you apologize to, not the people that you run into in the grocery store. Unless you like really run into them and it was on purpose, then you should probably apologize. But this, this reorients our whole understanding of what confession is. And when we talk about the difference between a fruitful sacrament and a fruitless sacrament, we have to have this understanding in mind. Now, technically speaking, there's actually no difference between a fruitful sacrament of confession and a fruitless one. If it's valid, it does what it's supposed to do. It takes away your sins. There's a lot of ways in which we can invalidate it by going through the motions or holding back a sin or not having true sorrow or not making a firm purpose of amendment. But most of the time, I presume when somebody comes into the confessional, they have the intention, I I know that I shouldn't have done this. There's some sort of sorrow here and I want to do better in the future. I want to change. However, most of our experiences, we go out of the confessional and nothing changes. We go back to the same sort of thing and then it feels like taking out the trash next time we come. So how do we take our, our confession, which we've just been going in the habit of doing, and make it, taking it from like kind of a, a thing that we do to something that actually is transformative and changes us and helps us to grow in the spiritual life and grow in our friendship with Jesus? Well, Jesus said something in the gospel last week, which I think is really important. He said that if your hand causes you to sin, chop it off. We actually say this in the act of contrition. When we finish our our confession, we say, and I am going to amend my life. I'm going to avoid the near occasion of sin, meaning I'm going to change the situation in which I fall into sin. Usually we kind of go out thinking like, ah, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm more resolved now. I'm stronger now. I'm going to pray harder now. I'm going to resist longer. But we don't change anything. We don't change anything concretely. And so we find ourselves in the same situation that caused the temptation, which is really strong. And I succumb to it once again. So to amend my life is where I'll start to see progress. Now, just, just put these sorts of things into a, a natural human relationship, a human friendship, your best friend, your spouse. Imagine if you only told your spouse you were sorry once a year. Imagine if you and your best friend you know, just put a date on the calendar and said, once a year we're going to get together and like, hey, these are all the things that I did this last year that probably annoyed you or made you mad and I'm sorry for those. Once a year, just do that, get it out of the way. What if, what if when you're apologizing to somebody, you said, hey, I'm sorry for, for doing that thing, whatever, whether it's a big thing, brother, I'm sorry for punching you in the, in the face. Oh, are you going to stop doing that? 
nope, I'm not going to stop doing that. Okay, doesn't seem like you're sorry. Sorry that I cheated on you. Okay, you're going to stop doing that? Nope, I'm not going to stop doing that. But we do this, right? I'm sorry, I went to that, I went to that website. Okay, you're going to get rid of your phone? No. Okay, well, you're, you're going to commit the same sin again, guaranteed. If we don't change the situation, we're just going to fall back into it again. We've got to mend our life. We've got to change something. And we would, we would expect this in our human relationships, and we should expect it in our divine relationship. But that's the, that's the difference in going to something that goes through the motions and something that changes me. I got to do my part. And thankfully, part of the grace of the sacrament is the strength to, to do that, to look at the ways in which I, I got to change something and to implement that. Now, I want to say a word on that, kind of a, a practical note, because I realize, uh, priests realize, but we sometimes forget that people get nervous going to confession. Because for us, it's just kind of, it's, it's commonplace. All right, I was trying to do the math, and I've, I, I think I've gone to confession well over 600 times. I started off slow, but I've been increasing over the last couple of years, and I go to confession pretty often on a weekly or semi-weekly, every other week basis. And I've heard probably upwards of 10,000 confessions, somewhere in the ballpark. I don't keep track, but somewhere around there. And so when you come in, and you might in your whole life have gone only a couple dozen times, and so for you, it's kind of a big deal. It's a little bit intimidating. But for me, it's not. The priest, it's not a big deal. But I just want to pause and say, okay, I, I'm recognizing that it's, it's less familiar for you than it is for me. But know that. Know that, just, like, I'm used to this, okay? So you don't, have to be, you don't have to be afraid or wonder what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, yeah, there's another, there's another sin. Well, yeah, yep, nothing I, nothing I haven't heard. All right, just imparting God's mercy. Here we go. And the more often you go, the more comfortable you get, the more relaxed you get, the more it can feel like I'm, I'm reuniting with, uniting myself with a friend and not just this kind of big scary thing that the church makes me do. By the way, that's a good question. Why does the church make us do this? Well, in the same way that with my, my human friends, I don't get to decide either what offends them or how they want to be reconciled with, right? I don't get to say, hey, you can't be upset about that. It wasn't that big of a deal. Well, she found it a big deal that you missed her birthday. Come on, wife, it's just your birthday, not a big deal. Okay, you keep trying that line of reasoning and see how far it gets you. I recommend just apologizing, flowers, and, you know, make sure you tell her how big of a fool you are. Or you can just keep telling her it's not a big deal. The same thing. We don't get to tell God what's not a big deal. It was just mass, Father. It was just that little, nobody saw that. Nobody saw that, God. Well, he's telling us what's a big deal and what's not a big deal. In the same way, I don't get to say, like, hey, you know, the way I apologize is by kind of a, a hand, a high five. Well, you know, th that doesn't tell me that you're sorry. And the way that the Lord says he wants to see our sorrow is by going into the box and telling the priest. Why? Well, I think he thinks it's good for us. 
There's something about it that he desires, and he desires it for our good. But the more frequently we go, the, the, less, the less scary it gets. The school kids, they go on a monthly basis now. So super awesome because they, they just fly in there and they're like, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been a month since my last confession. Here's my sin, da 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 for these and for all the sins of my past life. I'm truly sorry. I'm like, here's your penance, five Hail Marys. They're like, oh my God, I'm heartily sorry. I'm like, I absolve you from your sins. Go in peace. They're like, thanks be to God. And they're out of there. And I timed it one time. And the average time for my sixth graders was a minute and 30 seconds. That's it. Gets so quick, so easy. But if that's not where you're at, by all means, just come in and say, Father, I totally forget how this goes. No problem. I haven't forgot how it goes. All right? Guide you through. That's what I'm there for. And all the, all the protocols, all the rules, all the say this, say that, all the stuff that's on the sheet, that's just to help you. We get into the routine and then I don't have to think about it anymore. But the point isn't to do the routine. The point is to confess your sins and receive God's mercy and enter back into friendship with him. The, the act of contrition in there, for instance, that's just the act of contrition that I made up. That's the one I say. And you can make up your own. You don't have to be locked to, oh, Father, I forgot the act of contrition. Can you help me? I'm like, well, no, because I don't know which one you learned. There's like a zillion different versions and they all have like a hair's difference on them. Just tell Jesus you're sorry. I'm pretty sure I've never yelled at anybody in the confessional. Pretty sure. The other thing I'd say just on a practical level, my, my, the way that I do confession is I just kind of assume that you want to get in and out and that you're not looking for any great advice from me. In fact, if you were looking for great advice, I'd recommend going to a different priest. If you want mediocre advice, then just ask for it. I'm, I'm happy, to, I'm happy to, to give you something, and sometimes I do, but most of, all, most of the time I'm just like, okay, there's, there's the sins, and here's your penance, and I try to give you a scripture verse that, that, might, that might help, uh, you know, whatever, whatever area you're struggling with, or just encourage you, but I'm not there to, to be a psychologist or anything like that. But by, by all means, if you want some, if you want some counsel, I'm happy, to, I'm happy to do that. The whole of the spiritual life we can look at and see as a way to enter more deeply into friendship with Jesus. And a good examination of conscience, and we got some examinations of conscience in the back, can help us see those areas in our life where we've, where we've failed and offended God so that we can, we can change them, so we can be more and more like him. Because Jesus doesn't call us actually to, to being pretty good. He doesn't say, be pretty good as my heavenly father is pretty good. He says, be perfect as my heavenly father is perfect. Be complete. Be totally who you are and who you're called to be. As my father is totally who he is, totally what he is. That's what he's calling us to. The life of perfection is not a, a life of perfectionism. We should expect as we're following the Lord to fall. The mercy is that he continues to forgive us as often as we come. 
But if we're not intent on resolving to amend our lives, we will find the sacrament sort of devoid of power, fruitless, a meaningless exercise of taking out the garbage or washing the laundry. But the Lord desires so much more. And the sacrament of confession is intimately tied to the sacrament of the Eucharist, communion. And it's again about friendship with Jesus. It's where we exercise all the, the beauty of our friendship with the Lord. And so it's worth asking the question, if I'm not friends enough with Jesus to go to confession, then why would I come to Holy Communion? Communion. 